galaxy, not so far, far away, a group of nerds assemble to give you the hottest takes on pop culture, movies, TV shows, video games, and anything nerdy. Hold on to your butts. You're listening to the Nerdy Bunch. Here's your host, Arthur. Hello, everybody. My name's Arthur, and today we're going over one of my favorite movies of all time, animated or live action, Grave of the Fireflies. Um, and before I go into it, I cannot emphasize this enough. Um, this is one of the movies that if you have not seen it, please, 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 please watch it before you listen to this podcast. Of course, there's going to be spoilers as we do any movie. Normally, we go over things that have been out for quite some time, popular movies, or whether we think they're popular or not. But this is... One of the few times where it's very story-driven, very emotional-driven. If you have not seen Grave of the Fireflies, please watch it. And when you watch it, watch the subversion, the Japanese audio, English subtitles. So a quick synopsis about the movie. This came out in 1988, the year I was born, and I think Drill too. Um, it's a semi-autobiographical. This one is based off a semi-autobiographical short story of the same name, directed by Isao Takahata. Um, this one is not a true Studio Ghibli movie. We'll get into that soon. And it goes over the later years of World War II where fire bombings were a nearly day occurrence for southern Japan and some of these towns. We follow the life of Saita and oh, forget her name, Setsuko, who, like many, many children and many civilians during this time in Japan, were heavily affected from these fire bombings. And like millions during the war in Japan, inevitably do not make it. It's a heart-wrenching film. It's a gut-wrenching film. It's Even though it's by Studio Ghibli, it is not your typical uplifting, feel-good movie, but its themes, its core, everything I, my opinion need to be seen. It goes over a lot of the things in World War II I think a lot of Americans are exposed to, meaning purely civilian-based bombings. And for this not-so-heartfelt, gut-wrenching, tear-jerking of a movie... I believe for everyone here, this was your first time watching it, right? Everyone here? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> and uh, to a point, I'm kind of glad about that. I picked this movie because for those of you that know me, I like to challenge people, whether it's trying new food, traveling new things, or seeing different types of movies. And this one is, um, in my opinion, one of, the, one of the top films come out of Japan. Again, animated or not. Um, and so before we go, in, so before we go into it today, I'd like to do, introduce one of our guests we had previously on before the Nerd Hut. Today we have us with Jarrell, um, one of our episodes of Nerd Hut. Welcome, Jarrell. How are you doing today? Thank you so much. Hi, everybody. I'm doing great. Um, uh, I was a lot happier before I watched the film, but it's a great film. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great film, but I'm doing well. Thank you. Yeah, I'm glad. Uh, glad you glad we all survived the earthquake last night for us in SoCal. We had a little little, little rumblings going on. Super fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just a little rumble. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. Uh, with when you have a hardwood floor, it's really easy to tell when there's an earthquake because everything starts squeaking. <laughs> um. So one thing I wanted. To, uh, one thing I wanted to go over. It just kind of like factual quick is it's in the credits, but a lot of people consider this a Ghibli movie, but a lot of people don't. So one thing about this movie is it was written and directed by Isao Takahata. He is the co-founder of Studio Ghibli. Um, and this is anybody animated by Studio Ghibli, but the famous Miyazaki did not have his hands on this, only the animated team. And so that's why when you look up Studio Ghibli collections for me, like for example, on HBO or other services, this one's not in it. So that one's get that one gets mixed up as not a true Ghibli movie, but there's a lot of themes, a lot of crazy things going on. It's a lot of sadness, definitely not an uplifting movie. First imp- does anybody have any first impressions they just really want to talk about? I know Justine, you saw this. I think Justine, you saw this not too long ago and definitely mm-hmm. hit you a little bit. It hit me a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I just watched this pretty much right before coming on here. So I just watched it and I regret it. I wish I would have watched it last <laughs> night because I, it was really, really hard for me to pull myself together. I'm surprised that I'm composed right now. Um, but yeah, it, that hit me really, really hard. I've never, and I'm not just saying this, I have never cried that hard watching a movie ever. And I've, Aww. and I'm a crier. I'm really emotional. Um, and I'm very sensitive. I'm an empath. I don't know if you guys know what that is, but I'm mm-hmm. just really empathetic and I absorb energy really, really easily. 
Um, so this one just like it, yeah, hit me right in the gut. I've never, <laughs> I've never cried that hard in my life for a movie. Anybody else had? Did anybody else had some tissues after this movie was finished? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how'd you how'd you how'd you how'd you like it, Brie? Or what'd you think? Like first um, impressions. So first impressions, I was like reading the synopsis before I like watched it, as I tend to do before mm-hmm. I watch anything. And for me, I'm a huge history buff, so I love learning about wars and stuff. Obviously, it's very morbid topics, and it's not fun to learn about, but I think it's very important to understand what happened and all of that. And so I was surprised that I haven't seen this before because I love watching movies that are about the topic or like documentaries and stuff like that. And so when I saw it, I was like, oh, this is going to be so good. And the fact that it's animated as well, because I love animated movies and like nothing could have prepared me for <laughs> movie. like nothing. I nothing. See, my eyes were wet the entire time, like just waiting to cry. It's so intense, but it's so beautiful and tragic. And it's just like, I want to tell everybody to watch this because I can't believe I didn't watch it. Mm-hmm. Oh. Jarell, how, how was your, how was your viewing on, on this emotional roller coaster of a movie? Um, so I, I would consider myself a very empathetic person as well. Um, I've seen a lot of sad films in my day. Uh, this is definitely one of, one of the saddest on many, many levels that I'm sure we'll get into. Mm-hmm. Cause part of me was like thinking of like all the sad movies I've seen. And I was like, man, this makes like pursuit of happiness look like it's a wonderful life. But it's beautifully done. The music is beautiful. I'm, yeah. I, I usually don't watch uh, Japanese anime, but the story is just really well told. And I remember you told me before I watched it to watch the, watch the the english subtitles um english subtitles but in japanese and i yes. think that's really important too because i feel like if it was you know if if there's the, the the english in english and you know i feel like it would have taken me away from it um so yeah definitely you know captivating a captivating film it definitely it definitely draws your attention in quick uh definitely draws your attention quick we'll get more to the plot later but you know it kind of you know from the opening the opening scene of this you know you know, I you know this is the side to the main, you know arguably the main character you know stating just September September twenty first nineteen forty five is the day I died and you're like whoa that's just how that's how it opens and you go into a story. Um, Ivan, how are you? Ivan, how are you watching this? How what was your first impressions? Jeez, that was, shit was sad. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> well, definitely like after I finished watching it, I literally just sat at least thirty minutes just like staring at the damn wall, like what the hell was this? Like, yeah, Honestly, you know what? It was so hard to process after, wasn't it? I felt the same. Like, I'm like, I can't move on. Like, I, was, I don't know what to do. I mean, I didn't cry, but I definitely felt the emotion. Like, it's like one of those things where, like, you just stay thinking about it. And it's like, you want, like, you can, that's just, like, one thing that happened. You can just imagine what else happened to other families and, mm-hmm. like, the people that went through all that. And it's, I mean, that's what I was thinking about through the whole time. Like, but honestly, it was a great movie, well told, um, well paced. Um, not a happy movie, but it was a good movie. But I, I really enjoyed it. I'm glad that that you recommended it. I'm glad, I'm glad you guys liked it. You know, I didn't do it just to make you cry. Like, hey, like we're we're gonna watch Marley and Me. Hehe. <laughs> no, like it's it's you know like like Bri. I'm, I like Bri. I consider myself a history buff too. And so when I first saw this, I'm like there's so many things that are new to me. And, you know, I watched when I was a little younger and not, you know, I say younger, being you know, like high school going into college and, you know, to see a movie like this, where it's a war movie, your main characters are children and it's animated. It, you know, those are things on their own. We've seen, but not really together. I can't really think of another, you know, maybe like the boy in the trap pajamas where the main character is a kid, but again, again, that's not animated. And, you know, things like that. And so they have all these aspects, these elements and these themes together, it, you know, drawn so beautifully. And like Jarrell mentioned, the soundtrack, I love it. I got the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. It, it just really hits at all the right strings. Um, you know, how they say how this movie is really heavy. This movie is actually a little controversial when it came out. It was actually considered a war, like a pro-war movie. And the director came out like, no, like, did you watch this? This is anti-war. It shows, you know, that, you know, it's not really about the war. The war, the war is more only like a backdrop setting to it, but to show, you know, that how 
the civilians, you know, how civilians are affected, how the disenchanted are affected. And so he really went out of his way to make sure that the, the, the Japanese, I, forget, I don't think the word like their Oscars, or whatever, like the award show didn't consider this like a pro war movie. And so watching this, I was really weird to hear that this was, yeah, like a pro war or like considered like, Hey, it's glorifying war when clearly I thought it was doing the exact opposite. Yeah, I yeah, I would have to, I I don't think it was glorifying war at all. One of those scenes I remember in the beginning of the movie where they're um uh Sieta and I think Satsuka, I think they're trying to get, get yeah. out and then they look up and they first they they think they see like rockets about to, to you know to destroy them but it was just debris. And I was like, "Whoa, that was that was really intense, you know." Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, that yeah, was I a really crazy scene. I don't think it was pro-war or anti-war it really mm-hmm. like you said it was more of the backdrop of the story really what it was about was two kids trying to survive together you know what i mean uh, you know as the war is um ending so that's really what it's about yeah i didn't see any of i don't see why it would be controversial yeah the so the uh, at least i can't speak for now but during that time the 80s and 90s the can't like their rating system like you know we have pg-13 we have r it was very strict it was very strict out there for anything mm-hmm. sexuality for violence you know um ar- arguably from the western culture that era you can argue was very conservative during that time um so a lot of anime movies that came out there during that time that would go against that were kind of big and quote-unquote controversial this mm-hmm. and the akira that i showed ivan before um so one thing I want to talk about, we kind of mentioned on is the is the pacing. What now that you guys have seen this, what do you think of how like the movie opens, saying like, you know, he dies? Like how did like the, like would you prefer the pacing if that was more towards the end, or how how do you think it went? Like just the movie opening with him literally starving to death in this subway marketplace area. Um, I thought that was like a. A very powerful way to start it and obviously like i didn't know what was happening so i was like is this like a metaphor like did something happen that like killed his spirit or something but no he like literally died and so like after i watched it i rewatched the opening again and i was crying even harder like the way that it's like it just cycles and it's certainly like, you can watch it again and it just hits even harder you know what i mean i think it was really a well done opening for the movie yeah i think for me because I, I i'm a movie buff myself so I know that particular type of story structure where it begins at the end. Um, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Part of me wishes that it wasn't told in that fashion. I don't think it takes away from the film at all. But, um, you know, just starting from that, I'm like, all right, well, I guess it's one of those movies where you have to find out how we got there. But the story in general and breaking down just the facets of how it's it's about classism and about the value of human life and all these other important stories that were told really well. I think the pacing was, was well done, but yeah, I mean, once you, it's one of those movies where it sets the tone from the beginning, like this is what it is. And, and I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. I was going to say exactly that. Yeah. You, the zone is te- the zone. Well, <laughs> the tone is set right from the beginning. And I, I, I think it was really well put together. I, I love, I personally love when movies start with like what happens at the end first, and then you kind of rewind and, see the whole journey and then at the end it meets together or like it come, it all comes together so um i love that so i i was a fan of that um and uh yeah so i think it was well paced and well put together so ivan ivan how ivan how are you do you feel like, did you do you did you think the movie could have been longer or shorter like how was like the whole again i when i first watched this i kind of compared it to um american beauty you know american beauty you know kevin spacey and today's the day i die and but, it, but it, oh that's my neighbors <laughs> Paul, i just had to mute my mic real quick sorry my window's open it's a little hot i apologize um but um what i was saying is when i when i first saw this movie you know not knowing what i'm in for i'm like okay it's still here that's gonna make a media today's a day you know today's a day dies but again it, it's completely different setting different viewing different everything like that you know that's the only comparison i will give this to american beauty is just that this is the day I die. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so I mentioned how the characters, you know, this is a unique war movie because its main characters are, you know, children. And it's, I think it's that, it just makes that much more gut wrenching. That's this brother taking care of his daughter. And, you know, early in like the first scene, it's literally their town, like the war, like the first main scene is their town being 
firebombed and their mom not not unfortunately not making it and there's his brother left with this with his child daughter and for the characters for the characters you know they're done so well at first i thought the little girl was kind of like whiny but she's this little girl in the wartime no i I mean, how, how much would i cry if i was eight years old going on but how'd you guys feel about some of the characters like the, the relationship their their unique aunt that's that take that takes care of them after the mom who are some of your most like characters mostly most least like characters when you saw this um you know what i i love the way that they kind of presented the characters i think it was so mm-hmm. realistic um especially with the little girl because I've worked in childcare and I've worked at oh, yeah. daycare and out of school and it was so so realistic like that's really how they are you know what I mean like you know war or not they complain but although <laughs> I do think she did really well like for yeah. for being in the situation that they were in but it was so I think they just nailed it as far as how a kid would act what they would say um and even just like the reactions of everybody i mean i don't know i just think they like nailed it like it was so so realistic in my opinion um and um they definitely had a beautiful relationship though which is it was nice to see um that between a brother and a sister yeah i think it was really powerful it was interesting in the film there's different points in the film of of um sietak having this Kind of having something to something to hold on to as he's, you know, essentially being, uh, uh, even though they're brother and sister, kind of being a father to to uh, to uh, Setsuko because because first it was you know the the mother passed, and then you know he's still trying to maintain strength, and then you know hoping that that you know the dad is alive, and really just trying to really trying to you know take care of his of his sister and just really be kind of the, the strong point as far as you know oh, we're going to be fine and then it seems like once the once he found out that his father was gone because you know originally they were like oh like i haven't heard from you know i haven't heard from your father you know and we found out that you know that he he died is really when he broke down and especially when he's trying to get the sugar cane for um satsuko and and homeboy beat him to a pulp just kind of lost it. I think that was, that was real. That was probably to me, that was like, there's a lot of sad points in this film, but that was the saddest point for me because at that point he's lost hope. Like he's lost it. Like he's holding his sister as much as the sister has been holding him throughout most of the film. Uh, Mm -hmm. I felt like that was such a powerful moment. And then, you know, obviously the, you know, of, of her getting sick, you know, where it's just, he losing control, you know, there's this, there's in the theme of kind of losing control and trying to hold on to what, what you can take care of. So I thought that was well told. <clears throat> I remember that was one of the few moments that got me going too, where, you know, after, yeah, exactly. After he got, arre- after he got arrested, because, mm. you know, I, I have a, I have a, I have a leaner sister, but the age gap is not as significant as these two. And, you know, to a point when you see a movie, you might see something, you see yourself in that character and like, what would you do? And, you know, think of like, okay, Hey, it's your children. There's a war. Mm. Your parents are gone. They didn't know the, you know, eventually in their father and it's like well, what would you do and yeah he's like gotta still survive and uh during that time you know during a the time theft and full food theft was all over the place yeah um, and and one of my well like this is just to say something really quick one of my like you know everyone has like biggest fears one of my biggest fears is like my kids going hungry like that's yeah. a fear like that's a fear of mine like especially like as like as a person who you know who's supposed to be in a role of taking care of people like that's like one of my biggest fears so like even hearing Setsuka saying like i'm hungry and like it's like oh god like mm-hmm. even that got me you know i'm just yeah. like let's get some berries uh, or something <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's tough. it was so hard to watch for sure her you know what and you know watching her God, literally deteriorate, you know, from malnutrition. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they go to the doctor and, like, he has these rashes, he has these rashes, all this stuff. And he's like, mm-hmm. she doesn't even mention it. She just, she just needs food. And it's like, fuck, it's, it's, it's tough. And for me, like, the part when she's, the part when she's eating the marble, think, like, she's oh. like, I'm like, she's gone. Oh my, like, her oh. mind's mm-hmm. just gone. Yeah. yeah. There, you know, there's been scenes similar to that in other movies, but I get to see it from, like, this, eight-year-old nine-year-old kid uh yeah. maybe younger than that it's just fuck yeah 
I think that part's the part that hit me like really hard. Like mm-hmm. that, that just like like her having the marbles in her mouth. Like at least like just imagining that it's actually food. It's yeah. It's just really <laughs> it got me. Yeah. And then the, the the dirt right the dirt rice balls that she offers to the oh, brother that killed. Oh me. yeah, it's just I mean that would be hard to see anybody go through, but when it's a child, oh my god, it's so difficult. Like that, mm. it's really really hard. Yeah, to see a a child kind of deteriorate, it's like the worst thing that you could see. Mm. And it's like that's what I'm telling you that it was so realistic. It was so good. Like I almost forgot that I was watching an animated film. Like it was just so so well done i can't even oh, i'm speechless <laughs> yeah. i think one, I was... one of the one of the parts that got me too was when she found out that her mom died from the aunt telling her and i was like that son of a gun you know like <laughs> yeah I, like like just that because like that that was like another like that was another like point of like losing control because he was trying to like comfort her like no she's fine even though he knows that she's not and then like her like saying that to uh Satsuko just like out of spite, you know, like that's just like one of the parts of deterioration for for him, you know. So that was that was hard to that was a hard scene too, you know. So so speaking of that, other than the fact it's crazy to me how stoic she said it too. She's mm-hmm. she was she, she wasn't like she wasn't crying, she wasn't emotional, she just boom, that's what's going on. I'm like, yeah, mom's yeah. great. I'm like, damn. But because I so feel like she that, came to, because I feel like she came to terms with it. Yeah, you know? originally, yeah, originally she was like, you know, already kind of mourning. But the fact that she said it exactly in that way it was kind of like she already came to terms when he didn't. Right? It seems like almost he didn't. He was holding on to his emotions the whole time. You know, so bottling them up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Keep bottling them up. Keep her alive. So. Speaking of, so speaking of the uh, that you know when they when they when they leave you know they kind of set up there's like this kind of like feel good you know mo- montage of them setting up kind of like a Swiss would have uh, Robinson you know house thing in the shelter but then of course reality kicks in really really early of how tough it is to make it outside the system as the farmer comments so the aunt um. Bree, I know that whenever we talk about, like, you know, especially like anime characters, things like that, you're very passionate on characters you love and characters you hate. Right. What, what was your thoughts on? What was your thoughts on their on their aunt? She was so frustrating. Like she was <laughs> being. I understand that food is a scarcity, and like it was all a struggle. Like everybody was having a hard time, and this and that. But these are children. Like you're supposed to take care of them. You're supposed to love and like offer them shelter. The fact that they went to another shelter because they were like, we can't just be here. Like, this is not where we want to be like that's ridiculous and you're the <laughs> sister of their mother like where is the i don't know it's very yeah. it's ridiculous in my opinion but yeah. yeah i was waiting for somebody to bring it up so i could go I off have to agree. <laughs> no, you, said a lot, you said it a lot nicer than how i was gonna say it <laughs> I was like, let, me res- let me reserve myself i i feel the exact same way because it, it kind of detests to one how i feel like maybe that how that mother's relationship was with that aunt and then how she really felt about these kids. And that's what I was saying originally, how I feel like it was kind of a story of classism as well. Cause how she was saying like, Oh, you spoiled, spoiled kids, you know, you, you don't want to eat this and well, she's not eat it all. And then just like, you know, Oh, they, they got this thing just to, just to spot you. It's like, no, not really. You know? So it's just, yeah, it's just an awful, awful person, you know? Horrible. I, 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 I just, I mean, I like. I hate the part when she's uh, even the even the even Sasuko, the girl was like, "You're lucky we're feeding you," or like, "You're lucky I'm giving you this much food." Mm-hmm. And she just whispers like, "But that's our rice." Right, right. Exactly. They got that. They got the food from selling their mom's kimonos. And yeah, and that that was that was like to me that was like the most like the most like just like the thing that made me so angry. Like you're like these kids have to sell their mom's clothes your sister to them for them to give you like to give you rice like that that was like the most ridiculous thing you know because by that part she didn't knew that the mom had passed and that's why mm-hmm. she was getting rid of the kimonos too mm-hmm. yeah that woman <sighs> that lady <laughs> um mm. uh did uh i mean everyone too but justine did you think they should have do you think they should have stayed with her and just like dealt with it Ah, oh, that's so tough. Like, oh my god, she was so awful. Like, 
it's so hard to say. I hate that you asked me this question <laughs> because, uh, like, I'm so for them leaving because you shouldn't have to stick around for that. You know, you you know, for like allow someone to disrespect you and to treat you that way. But it's so hard because I think about like if they did stay, they might have survived, and it's just like, oh, like I don't know, I don't know. Someone help me. <laughs> what do you guys think? <laughs> I mean, I just feel like when you're in the face of survival, like sometimes you got to do shit you don't want to do. So I I almost feel like maybe they should have stayed, but it's so hard. I feel like I need a second opinion. I think a lot. I think, yeah, I think logically it makes sense as far as for them. Like they probably logically it makes sense for them to stay with the aunt as far as just for them to survive in general. Um, But I don't know. It's hard. It, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard. such a tough one. Yeah, yeah. I like yeah. can't even. Ugh. I feel like if it were me, to be honest, I probably would have stayed and I would have just stood my ground while I was there uh-huh. and tried to, you know, I would like stand up to her, but obviously not in a way that's going to cause any big, you know, because I know this situation that I'm in is fragile and I could get kicked out. So, right. um, but I would have kind of stood and stood my ground and just, you know, you know what I mean? Just try to make the situation better because I mean, if it's my survival, I'll, you know, I'll stick it out. But, um, I guess I figured out my answer. <laughs> yeah. it it's not, it's through. not, it's not an easy one. You know, it's, it's not an easy one. Yeah. The way I see it is, uh, due to the whole situation happening, it's war, food's limited. The best chance of getting food is just stay with your aunt for the time being. Mm-hmm. Once things begin to, slightly go back to normal and, and food more food is available then start planning you know not just jump out and go into the wild i know it's a lot of it had to do with pride and and of course like that um them not wanting to deal with that because there's it's like yeah it wasn't fair i agree but just the time the timing wasn't right yeah i think the tipping point was when there is some like there's like additional clothes and she like said like this really low like cost amount like value amount of how much it was worth and i think that's when it was like screw this like let's get out of here but yeah i think in retrospect you know sometimes you gotta live with people you don't want to live with to survive (laughs) but you know it is what it is Mm -hmm. yeah that's one oh i was gonna say and just i mean i guess just the fact that he was so young too he might not have been thinking it in that way i think being 14 and I would almost forget that he was that young sometimes because he was pretty, you know, like he was really father figure to his sister. But um, still, you know, even when you are matured and you've been through things and, you know what I mean, you have kind of like an older demeanor like he did, you know, at the end of the day, there's certain things where like you're still just a kid, you know, and I think that's kind of where he was just like, well, we're going to get out of here. We're going to do it on our own. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Mm hmm. Yeah, that's one, that was one of the big that was one of the big critiques, like kind of the move when this movie um, started getting a, a, a an audience in the West here in the here in the states was you know that yeah, like oh it's his fault because he left but there's there's a lot of things going on and one of the things that I thought that Justine touched on is like he was young he was fourteen like how many smart life changing decisions did we all make when we're fourteen years old mm-hmm. um, but he yeah. you know he is very mature for he is. He is very mature for his age. And one of my favorite things about him, he's he's actually, you know, yes, he's my character, but he's my favorite character too because he does such a good job for as long as he can and as well as he can of just keeping the situation safe and stable. It's really it's a really quick moment, but one of my favorite movie, moments in this entire movie is when he first leaves the hospital after seeing his mom and the daughter and the, the the girls in the playground and sad because they can't see their mom because she's sick and it kind of hits her like she realizes how sick she is because he gives her the ring and she's all sad and then he just jumps on the jungle gym and like starts like flipping around to just keep her happy keep her motivated it's a really quiet it's a really quiet quick scene but that was one of my favorite things because that just sums up his role with her just keep her keep her happy keep her focused keep her protected not from like only like the physical war but how it can emotionally take a toll on her and you know again you know the, the whole brother aspect i can relate to that was just that's one of my favorite 
quick moments in in the movie that 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 kind of gets skipped but oh, i just love that little i love the little moment right there with that, that, at the jungle gym mm-hmm. mm. and it's those little moments too that really showed um what a big heart he had you know what i mean it, it really mm. just you all you need is a little moment like that and it really showed his character you know what i mean so i agree it was that was a really good part the you know and you know of course the name of the movie is the whole firefly the whole firefly part Right. is i thought that was really cool like him just honestly just going out and collecting all these fireflies to light up their little camp they made home in the in the in the shelter and such a it's such a it's such a beautiful moment because it's like drawn mm-hmm. pure black the only source of light is a firefly is just the that the the way it's drawn that those like few shots so good it was so <laughs> beautiful and i feel like the fireflies throughout the film kind of like symbolized like it was probably like the only thing in the film that like made me think of hope you know what I mean that kind of felt mm-hmm. like okay maybe everything is going to be okay you know and so I was actually surprised in the end like when it turned out like not a happy ending you know what I mean I, I thought like yeah. I just did I did not think that his little sister was going to pass away I just was not expecting that to be honest Um, I had so much hope Um, and that's kind of what the fireflies I feel like represented and reminded me of um so i thought that was such a nice touch to it though because there was like a little something there like didn't feel it made it feel not entirely tragic even though it was you know what i mean it was kind of a nice little thing to throw in there there there's so much symbolism a lot and so many themes going on here you know that miyazaki and his friend you know takahara from this movie they always like putting their films and one of the things Rel mentioned on it is is the classism. There's a, there's a lot of scenes that part of this town. Thank clock. Uh, right on time. I know. Right? <laughs> there's there's a lot of scenes in this movie that show this town that like it feels like part of this town isn't really experiencing the war, especially towards the end. There's that scene where like these three girls come back home. They're like, "Oh, we're back home. I missed it. Here's the view." And turns out they're like living in some rich dude's backyard lake. Mm-hmm. I was, I was that that baffled that that baffled me. I was like, like we missed his view, and it just shows the shelter. I'm like, oh, that, that what? Ah, uh, the, and then the way, and, and, you know, again the, the way the ant the ant treats, you know, the ant treats and just like, oh, you're not helping the war, and what could he have done? You know, like, you know, almost like now, like COVID, you know, it's like, hey, go get a job. Like, what, what do, what do you want me to do? Like, what, <laughs> what, what could he do? His, right. his school got burnt down. His job got burnt down. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Like, considering the situation, she had such a lack of compassion. That was so hard to watch. Ugh. Yeah. I wonder I wonder how much of that is. Um, I mean, obviously, she's awful. But I wonder how <laughs> the other half of it, as far as, like, you know, like a culture thing, as far as mm-hmm. just, like, you know, because on one side of the spectrum, you know, yeah, uh, yeah um, so uh, Sieta was very uh very young however you know maybe in that in that particular age or that particular culture that he's you know maybe he was because i know he was you know grew up in a military family like you know his, mm. his father's in the military so maybe that was a part of kind of his stigma of you know needing to take care need to take care of everyone but as far as like from the culture perspective like i wonder how much of that was like the norm and 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 what side of it was just her being awful Mm -hmm. i thought about that too yeah because sometimes it really is a culture thing and that's hard to kind of Mm -hmm. swallow too you know like shit is that really like how it is sometimes it is yeah Mm -hmm. and i think that's Mm -hmm. so many cultures too it's not just this one you know and it really could be it really could be the norm so Mm -hmm. i think the one part the the classism theme for me was that doctor's office scene where he takes her and you know, and the doctor says some bullshit thing as far as, oh, yeah. snooze nutrition is like, no, 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 that's eating an apple isn't going to solve what she has, you know, right. and then like he goes to the next person and obviously he doesn't have any money and like, you know, so he's not, he's not on the ladder of like, oh, well, let me, let's take care of her. And then obviously resources, resources are, are lessened, but just the fact that like they, they just kind of went through a supply chain, you know, the, of, of this terrible, you know, uh, healthcare system that they're in because of you know, one, the state of everything. But then two, as far as, you know, if the bombings didn't happen, what would he have gotten the treatment for, you know, Satsuko? Probably not, you know, so just that was a very, very interesting scene. 
see, it, it was at that point when he took her to the doctor and she, you could tell she was really sick is where I would have went back. You know what I mean? And that, yeah. it gets me a little mad. I'm a little bit mad at him because I wish he would have went back. Like you can see she's sick. She might be dying. And I just wish mm. he would have just went. I know she's a, a biatch, but you know what <laughs> I mean? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it kind I kind of go back to like, well, he's 14 and he might not fully have the maturity that it seems like he has, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And I, you kind of just have to remind yourself. And, and that's kind of one of those parts in the movie that show he, he is a kid, you know? Yeah. And then him losing control because it's like he's trying to take care of this whole time. But at that point, it's like, okay, you really did. You did a great job up to this point. You know, it's like, I think it's time to, you know, like go back to your aunt, but you didn't mm-hmm. want to do that. You know, so yeah. it's that, that sense of losing control. Mm-hmm. When I was watching this, a part of me was hoping like he may he may go back. Like Justine was saying, when she when she got super, she's getting sick. But I knew that when it happened, when they eventually see the dad or like the uncle on his bike when she's like dropping moldy potatoes, and he and, like the you know the guy and like the guy goes off to pick one up, and he then Saito just snatches it up and just keeps on walking. I'm like, damn, dude! Like she's literally dropping moldy potatoes. Like what? Where's the line? Mm-hmm. Where's the line? Where's the line of when you realize, hey, you need help taking care of the, when you need help taking care of this kid. Mm-hmm. And I really thought he was gonna go back too. Like after the doctor was like, oh, it's gonna cut to the scene. He's gonna be going back. Watch, and because mm-hmm. I really had faith, you know. Like I said, that's something. At least someone was gonna be okay. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. oh my god. They just yeah, because really... <laughs> yeah, and then seeing the progression of her getting sick too, because when they're at like the beach or whatever, and she had that spot on the bat on her back, you know, and then yeah. just you know it just spread, you know, throughout. It's like oh jeez. Mm-hmm. And I feel like yeah. especially as a mother, like I'm just in survival mode. Like we we just have that instinct. We're like that's it, and there's no way, there's no way. Right. I, I'll deal with any bitch I have to deal with. To make sure my (laughs) child is okay. You know what I mean? But again, he was just a 14-year-old boy and he didn't have that perspective Mm. or like that motherly. Even though he did have a protective instinct, he didn't have like a, maybe like a parental instinct, which is different. Yeah. And it's like you get kind of more of a sense of danger in a way, you know? And he just kind of lacked that, but he was so young again. Right. So, and... To, to kind of give kind of perspective too, because I mentioned you know the starving and stuff. So after I saw this movie, I wanted to go just fact diving and just I just went down the travel hole looking this up because this whole like almost everything that happened in this movie, I didn't know it was happened during World War II. You know, so you know during the later years, the American intelligence discovered that outside of major cities, these rural areas are very like quote unquote old school. Um, like if you remember their first first town, it was still horse and buggy. Um, and they discovered that most of architecture was wooden, like wooden and paper. And mm-hmm. so that was when the had, had a name. I forget the name. It was like Operation something. I forget the name. Um, but they they literally just went out and just started firebombing all like firebombing all these towns. Then after I kept looking up how you know like the starving thing is one thing that's like a huge plot. It's what it's what takes the sister, it takes the son. Is for so of Japan of the one point four five million wartime deaths. Um, it's estimated that 950,000 to a million of those deaths were due to star were linked to starvation or malnutrition. Hmm. Like that's wow. how bad it hit this mm-hmm. island, this island nation. Because once to a point, like towards the end, once they lost the China and they were just trapped. Right, and I feel like most it, of it, deaths. Good. It makes me sorry. <laughs> it You're makes fine. me think about. It makes me think about what Bree said about how it's so important for us to see things like this because we know about war like I've known you know we all know that it's happened we know the history you know we've learned about it but you know when you see something like this it gets really personal and then I feel like you understand it in a different way you understand it deeper and you really see the reality of it and not just like oh yeah we went to war a long time ago you know but it's like no like it's, I mean, like, yes, but lives were, were so affected in ways that we don't even understand. And we got to get, like, an inside look um, with this movie. And I think, like she said, that's really, really important. Yeah, there's there's a lot. There's a few other um, 
like wartime Japanese anime movies that, that that do this. In fact, there's there's one newer one on Netflix. I forget what it's called, but it goes over the it. It's about the um the atomic bomb. It's about the atomic bomb and the hit that hit Japan. And again, you know, it's like it was like a pure civilian bombing. You know, I mean, what got us in the war was Pearl Harbor. Um, but you know, da 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 da. All of a sudden, like the, the end of the war was two massive bombs on um civilian towns and. This movie covers it raw in your face, like the stories of what you hear when the bomb went off. They sh- they show it, like, oh, if you were too close and you looked at it, <clears throat> the heat was too much for your eyes, and they show it. And it's so, but this one, though, it shows it does it does not go that much intense. It, you know, it shows a little bit early on with the mother and the victims of how, in like hours, their entire town is gone in the opening scene, uh, and that's something I kind of forget rewatching this, like. I thought it was like way later on for whatever some, for the first reason when I was rewatching this, I thought it was way later on when I had to move. I was like, no, like the, the, like the opening scene is like firebombing. Poof. Your town is, it's gone. I was like, yeah. fuck. Yeah. And I forgot that. And there's a lot of films. Like we have so many films, you yeah. know, um, I don't know if we have any animated, but we have a lot of films on war, you know, um, and there's a lot of great ones, but I, I think this is so important for people to see it in the, um, you know, in the other perspective, not just in yeah. us over here, but, you know, who we've gone to war with to to get like an inside look to their story and what they've gone through. Because yeah, at, the, at the end of the day, we're all human. And that's what this showed. You know what I mean? That it really could have, it could have been anybody at that time, you know, for this to happen to. And it happened to not just them, but um, a lot of people, you know, this was the sad reality. Not to, not just this director Takahata, but Miyazaki, you know, in Ghibli. If you watch their films, you know, war plays a big backdrop on these settings. You know, whether it's how, like, how you know how's moving castle and stuff, and they're very big on showing, you know, depending who's a perspective. There is no winner. There's only losers. There's just those that affects, and this shows that in a very very unique and raw way. Um, a little more honest than some of the Ghibli movies that kind of just touch on it. Um, and that was one of the things that that's, you know, that just got me, that just really hit me of like, I never knew this. Cause you know, depending you know, we, how you're educated, like just was saying, we're just, yeah, America went with the war. We're the good guys. They're the bad guys. And we won. Hoorah. And there's all this <laughs> millions of people that are affected mm-hmm. and, you know, clearly children, clearly children, like the number of orphan kids that came from these wars is, just ungodly staggering right yeah yeah um so one thing i like when i or like for me when i see a movie like this is to a point not like immediately but down the road i like oh i go i want to like oh i see something else like this do, do any of you guys see yourself watching like watching movie either similar to this whether it's just an animated movie or like a, or like a japanese like war film or anything like that you might see yourself watching or like looking into it down the road Oh, for sure. But prob- I have to recover first from this one before I... <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> I, we're going to have to mentally prepare ourselves this time. But now I know. Like, it's going to take me a minute, though, because this was really hard to watch. And sometimes, like, I'll actively avoid sad movies when they're on because I just know myself and I know I it's hard for me to handle. Yeah. So like whenever Titanic comes on TV, I'm like, nope, I'm gonna, <laughs> I can't watch. <laughs> and it's like one of my favorite movies, but oh, I can only yeah. watch it so many times because like no matter how many times I see it, I will, I will fall at the end. I and I, yeah. so it's gonna be a minute, but maybe. <laughs> I'm like, there's room on that door. Let him go up. Damn it! Rejecting out there. <laughs> I've seen those pictures on the internet of people like saying like you know he could have fit, but I think it was more about the weight than anything, yeah. right? Exactly. I think they would have submerged the yeah, buoyancy. They would have both sunk, so it was it was a matter of like, well, somebody has to survive. Yeah, uh, oh, I, I like Brie. I like Brie early on said you know she wants to tell everyone tell everyone about this, and that's that's good. That's because yeah. because I, I you know like I mentioned earlier, Ivan knows I love introducing people to new things and you know challenging them like, hey, this movie's not happy but it is a completely worth a watch it's completely worth your time again again you know you learn a little bit 
about little about the war that we from a perspective we don't really know you see it from the other side and just that and even removing that uh, i i for me it's hard to again because i just like history but even then just an amazing story um i remember when i told ivan you know ivan asked me like how what is this movie and i'm like well you know schindler's list is a really good movie but you really don't see yourself watching it four times it's kind of like that <laughs> yeah it's again it's a, it, like schindler's list it's a great movie it's a story that needs to be told but right. god yeah. you, you, the rewatchability because the emotional hit it's mm-hmm. just i can't see it's, it's tough Stuff to rewatch. Yeah, yeah. It, in a way, it reminds me also like the pianist. I don't know if you guys yeah. seen it. Like, yeah, that's like, yeah, it kind of felt was on the same level. But I think this one was a bit more intense because it involved a, a child. Yeah, I think uh, I agree. I was gonna say, um, yeah, I think like like you said, Arthur, these stories need to be told and you know different perspectives. And you know, there's a there's there's things similar to this that I, I learn uh, a lot as far as just different perspectives and different things happening in in wars like the uh, Vietnam War, for example, the uh, the uh, what is it, the My Lai Massacre, where oh, 500, yeah. 500, you know, so, you know, civilians were just murdered out of spite, you know, from from, uh, you know, from from military, you know what I mean? And just, 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 just yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Just out of spite. And then just as far as for this film. Like these bombings weren't, it wasn't intentionally to hit a base or anything like it was specifically in spite, you know what I mean? I think that just makes, it's important for people to understand like the gruesomeness and, and how, you know, just because we can go into war doesn't mean that it should happen, you know? So there's, there's no glory in war. There's only death. Um, You can't, and you can't glorify it. Um, it's I'm rather I'm, when I when I watched this, um, I had a lot of movie friends in college, and we did a sad movie marathon. And this one, put this way, this one hit me so hard. I don't remember what the first two movies were. Mm-hmm. Like I'm trying to remember that day, and like I was I, with Victor, uh, you know, Joel and Ivan, you know, my Ooh. mutual friend Victor, who's who's currently on a base in your army in Japan at the moment. Um, uh, we did a sad movie marathon, and he can't remember he can't remember either. Like he can't remember. Like we watched two movies, and then we watched this because we did a sad movie marathon. I don't. I can't tell you. I can't even guess what the other two were. I just like I just remember. I just remember coming out. Of, I just remember coming out of this, and I just remember coming out of this one. Just like something I never, something I never seen before. Mm. Um, yeah. Why did you it, guys do a sad movie marathon? <laughs> we're big movie guys i don't know we we're big movie guys and we just we love movies good bad we'll watch them all we did we've done bad movie marathons we've done like indiana jones marathons we've done lord of the rings marathons and and one day we're just like let's just do a sad movie marathon let's just cry and snack out like we're a pizza oh God, no. we literally ordered, ordered pizza ordered ice cream we're like we were like we came into a joking like yeah man we're gonna get sad and watch ice cream and then we're fucking bawling like all right well just... next time you have one of those don't invite me because I can't. <laughs> yeah I, mean, I, I i felt excited and bad knowing how much of an emotional you can't even say roller coaster because it doesn't really go up too high it just it's all down um but i felt good and bad knowing that knowing coming to this how you guys would react and how you would take it but i'm just like again it just i was like god oh, you just need to be seen more people need more people need more people need to know that ghibli was involved with this amazing storytelling arguably a masterpiece of the later years of the war and you know seeing like the opening shot is like six kids starving to death in this marketplace and again for a tone setter it was like whoa it's not yeah. the movie i wasn't expecting to watch but we're we're in we're here yeah i love i i love film man and the story the the just the, the stories telling amazing stories is it's such an important thing and always has captivated me like it the fact that for usually I don't watch things like this. Like I don't watch, mm. like I don't watch used Japanese anime, but like that story is just so well told, you know? And, and, uh, and like, you know, sometimes like sometimes I have to be in mood to watch a movie with subtitles. Um, but this was just like, I was just like mowing through it, you know, like I, I was just, you know, blowing through oh. the whole film. 
I was complaining about it to Arthur like before watching. I was like, I don't want to read. (laughs) As soon as it started, like I I just forgot about that, and I just like I was already into the story. Yeah, just immersed. Like imagine if it was poorly done, you know, then you really wouldn't. (laughs) I was like, this is bad, and I have to read through this. And uh, at least it's not like a paragraph that you have to read, and then right. (laughs) <laughs> imagine that a paragraph it's it's funny it's funny you mentioned this it's funny you mentioned the subtitles it took me a while to like crouching tiger hand and dragon because i came out when i was young mm. and i hated reading those subtitles like mm. i remember i remember like halfway through movie theater like halfway watching movie theater i was just like dude they talk so fast there's so many subtitles and i read slow <laughs> i can't see everything he's saying there's a um there's a movie called uh, city of god have you seen it arthur i've heard of it that's on my to do it's, a gr- it's a great film that's a that's one movie too where that movie has subtitles but like i wouldn't even have known like the the storytelling is so good like it doesn't bother me at all that's another good one yeah that one uh that one has a does that one, is that the one with idris elba uh, i think so yeah it's like a little younger idris elba yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> well um today i definitely did not want to do a quiz of like oh, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, many people died it's like i don't know <laughs> this, is not oh, the, this is not the film for a quiz yeah. well, the, ship, the dad died on <laughs> oh my god <laughs> like i can't how many people in the subway were laying down i don't know oh, i don't no. know <laughs> deserves your attention deserves your time i told ivan i was like when you watch it i was like ivan when you watch it i'm not watching it with you but why i'm like no because we'll just joke and just shoot the shit the whole time no sit down watch it immerse yourself um i was just gonna say that yeah i was just about to say that yeah he told me and i was like okay this there's there there must be something in this movie and yeah you honestly have to watch it alone Mm -hmm. at least the first time because yeah it's very or with powerful. someone who's not gonna like fuck around, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Take it serious with you. Yeah. Um. So I'm. I'm. So we're getting kind of ready to wrap up here. Um. This is a movie I can. I can't recommend enough. Um. I can't praise enough. It's. It's a movie that shook me when I watched it because it's it, uh, like you guys. It's just so jarring and different. Um. Like Brie, you know, when I saw this, I was like, I got to get people to watch it. I'm really happy. And thankfully, and I thank you guys for watching it. Um, it's it's something I can't praise enough. And I hope I hope that some of you, um, you know, look into these movies. You know, like there are movie, there are other movies like this. Um, I forget the name of it. Um, I'll put it in a group chat. Uh, like I said, one of them's on Netflix and there's a few other on Hulu. Um, uh, they're from different eras, but they cover these same topics. They're animated. They're different. And I like the different. It's the, the different. The different get always intrigues me. Um, closing thoughts. There's anything else you guys wanted to mention? We can cover. You know, is there a character you wanted to scream at? Or like, oh, that person sucks, or anything like that. That we just didn't come up for any closing things you guys wanted to say. Uh, the cop. I thought that he was. I mean, he just plays a, a small role, but the cop when that farmer was trying to like to get him in trouble, the cop's like, "Well, I can get you for assault if, if I really wanted to." And the farmer's like, "Oh shit." And, took off but like i like that the cop was actually trying to help the trying to help him instead of you know and like it, it, just, it just shows you that yeah like it, we're in a war a lot of stuff is going on right now i think you should cut a break cut this kid a break he was a glimmer of hope yeah mm-hmm. it's like this kid can barely see through one eye like go away you know it's like no one's gonna touch your sugar cane <laughs> yeah and then one other part that kind of that got me too was when he was trying to hug his sister at night and his sister just pushed him away but it, it, i can tell like he wanted he just wanted someone to hold on to you know yeah that was yeah. probably the most powerful scene yeah. to me that got me because that's when i was like mm-hmm. he he lost he lost he lost hope and he lost kind of that that sense of okay i got it, we got to do this like he just it just lost it you know that was that was hard that was hard yeah yeah he, he was trying to hold on to so much there's there's mm. just that dude in you know in terms of you know how much he had on his shoulders was is, was too much for that young kid but he mm. did the best he could 
Well, on a lighter note, <laughs> no worries. my final thought is I want to know, has anyone actually seen fireflies in their life? Because I've never, ever seen fireflies, and I want to know where I can go. <laughs> I've never no. seen fireflies, and I just want to know, does anyone know where you can find them here in Southern California? Are they here? Like, <laughs> I've, I've so seen I've seen them uh, in. I've seen them like in the Gulf. I think I was like in. I think I was in Mississippi, Alabama. I've done a lot of road trips, and they kind of Damn blur it. out now. We don't get them over here, do we? No, that's no. a good question. Yeah, I, I've, I've never seen. I never. I've never seen them personally myself. Yeah. They're in super moist climates. Oh, moist. Man. They're like yeah. the Gulf. Yeah. <laughs> they are cool. They are cool though. They are. They are really. They are really cool because you can get like a. You can get like a pebble or like a good size rock and like skip it or not skip it but like throw it so it gets it gets the most distance you can and it really is cinematic just it'll set just them dozens. all up <laughs> yeah dozens hundreds just go up and fly near it is it is really cool oh. but the downside if you go where they are it's you're gonna sweat because they're in really humid humid areas oh, okay, <laughs> yeah okay Wow. Yeah, which I'm is why so we intrigued. drove through Mississippi. <laughs> I've, always wanted to see I've always wanted to see them because one of my favorite movies when I was a kid is Bugs Life. And so I was like, oh my yeah. God, oh, I was yeah. just like obsessed with the fireflies. And I've never in my life, see, I haven't fulfilled my childhood like desire and dream <laughs> to see fireflies, but it's all right. <laughs> Such a good movie to think of after the movie we were just talking about. Like, oh, it's a Bug's Life. Just... <laughs> Let's all, just, let's all just watch Pixar, guys. Just gonna make it lighter. Let's <laughs> just watch a Buffer movie. Oh my god! Let's watch Toy Story three. I want them to make a no, Bugs Life Yeah, I was like, <laughs> the first half, two, one or two, Ivan, one or two at the most. Anything after two just is too much. It reminds me of a slinky where it was like, "Be happy," and he's like, "Ah!" <laughs> yeah, just I legit cried when Andy left. Like, and he was driving off, and the toys just like they got me, man. I'm so gonna go with me. Take the toys. So not Toy Story three. <laughs> but yeah, um, anything else, guys, that you guys want to talk about? That's going no, on. No, I'm done here. I'm done. <laughs> well, I don't want to think about this film anymore. <laughs> now that you've now that you've mentioned it, Ivan. Um, <laughs> now that you've mentioned it, like drill. Um, <laughs> can you tell I've been doing this for a while? I'm just like, oh, I got it. I got the. I got the. I got the yeah. alley that Ivan threw at me. Um, Thank you. Um, <laughs> so uh, a, a new podcast releasing under the the nerdy uh, the uh, under the nerdy bunch productions that I'm really excited uh, that is now available. Listen to the first episode, the Gamers for Life podcast. So it is a video game podcast talking about all things video games, consoles, characters, and it's gonna be super. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. I definitely want to have you know definitely some of the nerdy uh, bunch folks to be you know uh, guests on the show and and everything and um, uh, definitely check it out. You can uh, listen to it on Anchor.fm forward slash Gamers for Life. It does. It's also on Spotify. It should be on Apple Podcast soon. Um, but yeah, for now you can just go to Anchor.fm forward slash Gamers for Life. Uh, it's pretty awesome. Arthur and I we talk about a bunch. Anything you wanted to mention about it, Arthur? Um narcissistically i'm the co-host um, <laughs> yes yes I mean, you're, co- you're I mean, co-host yeah. i'm there as like first things first <laughs> other yeah. than the illest i'm there uh no it's fine because john uh, a little just a little quickly john and i used to do a podcast way back when and then work schedule and life happened and we couldn't really do too much and um pretty much yeah whether it's gaming news or new games that come out where we're playing um it just gives me a reason to just say dumb things that make Strel laugh um that i just will always not find hilarious uh but yeah yeah it's 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 check it out uh check it out gaming especially with the new consoles coming out we're gonna have a lot of things to discuss and i am really happy we're doing it because i like recording with joe yeah i think it's a great addition to the nerdy bunch and you know i think it's a you know we're already coming out with some really awesome shows that you know the HUD, and then you know Taunt Talk, and 
even more so i just i just think it's great this this growth you know because we have a really awesome platform so i'm excited yeah i think that was when we were missing game video games honestly Mm -hmm. because i know arthur kept arthur was mentioning he's like we need more video game stuff and i was like yeah we do we play video games and it's like it's like yeah we do need i mean it's like an endless genre i mean i guess all of them are but i mean you could just i mean there's so much you can go off with video games so that's gonna be fun and like (laughs) I know COVID and stuff is happening, but it is, it's a golden age of video games right now. It's like every gaming, gaming uh, production company is like, oh, everyone's at home. Bam. Animal Crossing. Boof. This game. Bam. Next game consoles. Like, we yeah. go, hey, you're staying at home going crazy? Not if we can help it. Like, right. yeah. Games are literally like, like, literally like keeping people sane. Like, yeah. In some households. So, yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah. Now I want to get a switch. <laughs> well, I have mine. You can use mine. Done. <laughs> Say no more. I'm, buying, Say no I'm more. buying Animal Crossing. Thank you. <laughs> I know, like, everyone at work. I didn't realize that all the girls at work have a fucking switch and play Animal Crossing. Like, <laughs> like they legit brought their switches and showing each other off each other's island. And I'm just like, they're like... Yeah. We went to like a Mario what? Party. We went to a Mario Party gaming night like early into all this, like before the before the quarantine got super hit. Uh, but we took like a Mario Party gaming night, and the first half hour was just everyone showing off their island. It was like oh, everyone yeah. showing off their island. There's <laughs> 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 uh, all of Iron's coworkers like, and somebody who doesn't. Play, and I remember Ivan. Somebody didn't play the game as much. They showed their island, and it was as nice. Damn, they were shitting on her. Like, dude, they dude, were dude, really. Uh, yeah so oh funny. my god you should like you should well, hear I mean, like even the, the other girls at work like they were like they're like oh well her island's not as nice she needs to clean it up but once she cleans <laughs> it up it'll look nice and she'll show you i'm like so much pressure <laughs> well i say ruthless that's real talk like if you like if all like drill if you and i mean if you all play the game and like you guys is like houses and like we play minecraft and your house was shit i'm like dude step up like <laughs> a really a, dirt, a fucking dirt house my dude like we got iron for days like we, <laughs> a fucking little homeless hermit in the dirt house that would i'll do the same thing so i couldn't that's why i couldn't judge because I, I told you the same thing that'd be me yeah i'm pretty sure you would yeah but uh along with uh gamers for life which is like Jarrell said it's out now uh we have another one coming out and i'm pretty sure you guys saw instagram So, guys, coming this October will be Tauntalk, starring Clarissa and Isabel. It's everything and anything Star Wars, which I'm really excited awesome. I'm a big Star Wars nerd. Uh, we, we are looking to invite people from the Nerdy Bunch as well, and hopefully more other um, guests. So we're looking forward to that. And I heard Arthur or someone turn on their Xbox. Um, <laughs> when you said Star Wars, when you said Star Wars, that reminds me I need to pre-order Squadrons. <laughs> oh shit, it's out! Fuck, I'm gonna. No, it comes yeah, out like in two weeks. It comes that out like in twelve. Wait. No, I mean, but like pre-order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like Star Wars. Um, Clean. And then. Oh. <laughs> Clean. Sorry. Yeah, no, that was that loud. I'm sorry. <laughs> and then uh, Justine has a project she's working on. Uh, she's not really seeing details right now. Oh, this. come on, Justine. Come on. She's going all out. This girl is going all out, which I give her a lot of credit for. Cool. I give her so yeah, much I'm credit. Yeah, working really hard. Um, so it's not entirely ready yet. That's why I don't want to say the name. I don't want to say much yet because it's not totally done. But I'm really excited to join kind of, you know, the nerdy bunch in releasing a specific category so we have all game we have an all gaming podcast now we have an all star wars based podcast and i'm bringing my own um so i'm so excited for you guys to see it but we are so so close so just hang on the details will be released very soon so just mm-hmm. bear with me but we are looking at an october release as well along with ton talk 
Um, so yeah, we got a lot of new things coming for you guys. So cool. she's she's ready. busting the Mandalorian. She's just like waiting last minute to drop a trailer, drop everything. <laughs> yeah, like, super I'm trying last to minute. really keep you on the edge of your seat. You know what I mean? She's super passionate about it too, which it just it sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, Thanks. Then that that's it for me. I don't know if any of you guys have anything else to share. Uh, no. Just if you want. Yeah, thanks for having me on. For one, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. All right, guys. Well, we'll catch you guys on Wednesday uh, for Nerd Hut, and you can hear this one on Mondays. You guys know because you guys are probably listening to it now. Um, And Gamers for Life is out now every Saturday. Check it out. Yep. And then just uh, we'll have all more details at mynerdybunch.com. And what are we covering uh, next week? Oh, yes. Next week, uh, Clarissa is coming back. <laughs> Guess what? We're doing season two Umbrella Academy because nice. we have to finish it. Yay! <laughs> and I actually finished it. We won't finish with it. We, so. won't, we won't get mixed up with the seasons now. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had a fact check everyone. They, they were all asking me. It's because <laughs> we all binge watched it in one sitting, and uh, Ivan only got to the first half. So we're like, so they talk about, wait, Ivan, is that season one? Okay, I can talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. We'll catch you guys later. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Nerdy Bunch podcast. Our podcast is produced and edited by Ivan Gonzalez. Music intro is by Leo Music. Please make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Links are located in the podcast description. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast to listen to the latest episode. Baba Booey. It's not stopped yet. I don't know what he's doing. I think he might be playing an outro, but we can't hear it. I probably just fucked it all up.